Do you ever wish things in life would go a lot faster? For us here at your Manchester, it's the wait until we get some warmer weather in the north. Oh, and the wait between the seasons of dynasty. We wouldn't mind speeding through the washing up either. Do you know what else is better when it goes faster? Your broadband. And luckily for us Mancunians, TalkTalk's Future Fibre is now right here in Manchester. And with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits per second, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. And it's great TalkTalk value too. Now, while it might not do the washing up for you when it comes to downloading our podcast or booking tickets to see the latest plays here in Manchester, then ultra-fast, ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Well, a very good evening to each and every one of you joining me, Miss Belinda Scandal, and... Brandon McCavory. How are you? I've walked up the wrong outfit to the studio today. I really have. This is like as thick as you could possibly get, but, you know, I thought I'd wear it. It's been quite warm in Manchester recently, hasn't it? I think it's been bizarre weather, though. Yes, it's been warm, but we've had the sunshine. Today alone, we've had the sunshine, followed by the rain, followed Mm. by the sunshine. I don't even open the blinds to see where we are at the moment. Honestly, if it snows, I wouldn't be shocked. No, I really. It's great. good Manchester weather, isn't it? I like it. I had the opportunity yesterday after I finished my show of uh, either getting uh, a taxi home, yeah, or walking home, and I took the opportunity to fully walk home in the rain. Don't you live three minutes? Away That's from relevant, Brandon. It's three minutes in a very good wig. There's loads going on in Manchester. There the is. Manchester. There is. We've got Genopolis. With Genopolis is coming, everybody. I'm very excited about Genopolis. I really, really am. Uh, it's, it's a weekend of exclusive gins, cocktails, and much, much more. And uh, as always, if you want to get involved, all you need to do is visit ginopolis.co.uk by your £7.50 QR code. Yes, and that's Great. not the only bar that's thing that's happening. We've just had Blockbuster Well, open. this confused me. This confused me. When we were doing our little bit of research, that little bit of research that we do before the show, I was excited. I thought they were bringing... You know how they brought vinyl back? I thought they were bringing <laughs> we VHS We thought we were bringing back, back VHS. Yeah. Get that DVD video combi out of the attic. Here we that's go. That's what I was going to do. But it's <laughs> combi. How posh are you? Oh, yeah. It's not the case, though, is it? There is actually a bar now. That looks like Blockbuster, but it's actually a bar. What is a bar? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, do you know what? I think it's just one of Manchester's sort of like hidden bar gems. You know, we've got things like Washroom. We've now got Blockbuster. You've got Pawn Shop. All those sort of amazing things that we I just sort of have. I love these bars that look like something else. Oh, I adore it. I, I think I'd like the idea of going there, but leaving, I think, you know, when you're a bit intoxicated, mm. you might have different... <laughs> you're going to walk out and go... Oh, I love a bit of Shrek on VHS. I'll bring it back in seven days, I promise you. I promise I've got you. my card. Yeah, here's my card. I promise I've got my blockbuster card, you know. Now, what's on the show tonight, then? What's on the show tonight? We've got quite a few things happening on the show tonight. We've got Kiri Lipson, who's here to talk to us about the rise and fall of Little Voice. That gorgeous producer. We're also going to be talking uh, to Gareth and Amy, everybody. Uh, we've got loads, basically. But let's start off, first of all, by talking about dots and dashes. <laughs> Well, you know, you talk about musicals like Six. Well, you know, we do love a girl group, don't we? Love a girl I mean, group. just look at us. And do you know what I love more than anything now, Brandon? <laughs> girl musicals. They seem to be doing brilliantly. They well, are. Remember. In fact, we are going to talk about one right now with an all-creative girl team. Please welcome 
Dots and Dashes. Hello, welcome to you all. How are you? Introduce yourselves individually, first of all, please. Hello, um, so I'm Katie. I'm Charlotte. I'm Tabitha. And tell us all about this musical. I'm excited. Uh, so we've written an all-female musical, which is going to Edinburgh Fringe this year, and it's playing in Manchester as a preview beforehand. Uh, it's a musical that follows the story of six women that worked, worked at Bletchley Park uh, during World War II. Um, so it's all a bit of like an untold story. Uh, it's all about their kind of lives working during the war. Um, it's a bit like, it's like, a, you know, like Alan Turing works at Bletchley Park. It's like the female side of that. So the side that, you know, people don't know that much about. Because um, actually Bletchley Park was made up of like two thirds women. So, you know, we kind of follow. the thing. I think people these days think about Bletchley Park and they do think straight away about Alan Turing and mm-hmm. the men that surrounded him. And of course, in that era, I think it's also important to remember that, that we wouldn't have got where we got within the war if it wasn't for these women that oh, no. perhaps we didn't know too much about. So who are you playing and what are these characterizations that we can expect from you? Um, so we're, there's six of us in the show altogether. Um, so we're just three of the girls that are in it. Um, but we play kind of different characters in the show. Uh, they, you know, there's kind of, there's like the, the boss lady, the woman who's in charge of all the hut. Um, and we follow kind of themes that sort of parallel from issues that existed then to issues that exist now. Um, so there's uh, one woman in the show who's a lesbian and who, uh, has like a bit of a, a kind of love connection with one of the other women in the hut. Um, so it follows kind of the forbidden thing of that. Obviously, in them times, it was, you know, very much like not an accepted thing. Um, and there's also another woman in the show who who uh, gets pregnant. Uh, and so it kind of follows her storyline of how that also was a bit of a taboo thing. And uh, yeah, so we kind of we look at like the taboos of all them women in the show and, and how those issues existed then to how they exist now and how, you know, problems that are still kind of continuing today um so yeah we're kind of playing all them like women through women through the war and and now, how they had their own little personal problems there's six of you in this i mean people that are going to perhaps try and relate this to six, six itself is it very different what's the music style that we're looking at for this particular musical so it's quite it's quite like orchestral really the music um so yeah it's it's not it's not super similar to six obviously six is quite kind of uh, contemporary, I guess. Um, our music, I don't think, is as contemporary as Six, but also our style, our kind of like very kind of women at the forefront, has very much been compared to Six and like you know the big new women history musical. That's kind of our you know push point. So we've been compared to Six on that front for sure. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you, you touch on that because obviously I, I've I've seen a musical sort of like this um, called Girlfriends, which is sort of building on the same sort of vibe about women in World War Two. I think they were more to do with the Air Force, though. So what makes this different compared to that story? Uh, I think the fact just that this story is kind of so unknown. Like, even when we started, we had, you know, no idea about these things that went on behind, like, these closed doors. Like, we went to visit Bletchley Park, and um, all these things that we found out, the fact that, that Bletchley Park literally saved millions of lives during the war, and it never would have been possible if it wasn't the, the women that worked there. But they never get that credit, like, and they couldn't tell anyone. So it was just completely secret. They just they weren't allowed to say anything, even to their family and like their closest friends. It was all kept to themselves, and they were carrying, you know, all this like harrowing stuff that they were having to do, but they couldn't tell a, a soul. And I think that for us is a, a massive standpoint on it. Of mm-hmm. you know, we want people to know how much of an impact they had and how important they were to the cause. So would you say because uh, obviously, like six, uh, it's it's. You guys have got such a such a female standing point. You're t- talking from a female perspective. You've got a female creative team, all female cast. 
Do you think that's saying so much more for an all-creative female team in the world of musical theatre now? Yeah, I mean, for sure. That's, that's again, such a big thing for us. You know, we, we were looking, again, at statistics of, of musicals in the West End and there's there's just none, you know, with all female creative teams. It, it's such, I think it's musical theatre, such a hard world to break into if you're just coming from an all-female perspective. And for us, that's so important to kind of keep that female standpoint and, you know, we're in it for the women. We want to. We want to push, you know, the, the women through that musical theatre perspective, and we want to. We just want to celebrate, you know, how great women are in this world. I think. <laughs> well, they are. Now, I'm That's detecting true. there from yourself a bit of a northwestern twang. Are you all from the the northwest? Uh, I'm from yeah, Manchester. Just, just you. <laughs> yeah. The rest of us are like London, um, kind of the kind of glossed away. Yeah. All kind of southern 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 than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how important is this story to you three girls in this day and age then to be bringing this story from yesteryear? I think it's important because, you know, like I kind of said earlier, that we touch on issues that, you know, existed then that actually very much still exist now and things that we don't believe should exist now. Like, you know, unfortunately in this day and age, like we still struggle with kind of homophobia and, you know, women trying to get through this what is still very much a man's world and I think for us it's it's important for us to kind of push that message across of you know like we're no longer living in that day and age like it's time to come out of that now it's time to accept everyone for who they are and to you know let everyone be who they want to be and do what they want to do because that's the world that we should be living in quite frankly quite right and uh, this is obviously going to the Edinburgh Fringe but after that do we expect to see it around anywhere else um, so we don't have any plans post Edinburgh at the minute we're hoping maybe something will come from Edinburgh Fringe so <laughs> you know if any, any producers or anything are watching that's like Edinburgh Fringe then uh, cool. yeah. <laughs> get us in your diary <laughs> absolutely well we're looking forward to this yes, one we've heard quite a lot about this one this is a a wonderful, wonderful musical called... Called Dots and Dashes. Dots and Dashes. We can't wait to... Uh, well, we want to hear more of this, because like you say, the story is so very important. It's like they say, it's linking to what we have now. History yeah. repeats itself. It does indeed. Uh, but for now, we are out of time. But thank you so much for your time thank today. You much, guys. And uh, have a fantastic time. Thanks so much for your time. Well, now joining us is the legendary producer-ess herself, yes. everybody. Oh, she is a legend. She know? is, she's, and she's, she's producing something of, of an impersonation, I'd say. Uh, of a what? Of an impersonation. Of an impersonation. Yeah. Several voices will feature in this, but the most important one is the little voice. Let's welcome it to our screens the one and only Katie Lipson. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. How are you? Where no are you problem. fully dining in from today? You look like you're in the Bahamas or somewhere. I'm not. Oh, no, my top looks like I am. No, I'm in, I'm in London in a sort of club, you know, private members club, because I was out oh, today going to the theatre. So. She's at Soho House. I love it right now. But listen, <laughs> listen, tell us all about this little voice. First of all, as a producer, I want to get behind the idea of why you wanted to get uh, this project going. So as a producer, obviously, I have my own tastes and the shows that I'm passionate about. And Little Voice was a play that I have loved for many years since I saw the movie, since I've seen it on stage. Um, and then I was at Edinburgh Festival and saw this incredible performer doing a impersonation sort of concert. And she was called Christina Bianco. And over the years, I stayed in touch with her and saw her in various cabarets. And one day we got talking after the show and she said one of her dream roles was to play Elvie in Little Voice. And this mm -hmm. is kind of how it started. This probably was in 20, maybe 17, 18, that long ago. Um, and it takes a long time to make a show, and especially when you delay two years because of a certain 
pandemic. Pandemic, yes. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. one of those shows, isn't it? Because, like, I mean, it's been around since 1992. Obviously, it's it's a very northern kind of story as well, which is it's, it's incredible that you're bringing it back. So what kind of made you want to change? What, what have you made different, I guess, from what people have already seen, especially when using Christina, who's so well known for her impersonations? I think it's all about casting choices and I think it's all about directorial choices. I mean, at the end of the day, Jim Cartwright's script is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. the text is amazing. The roles are brilliant. And whether it's set now, whether it's set then, this is a story about a working class family and relationships between them and how fractured and delicate they are. And I think that our cast from Christina and Shobna Galati as Mary and Mary Hoff, the mother, and Ian Kelsey as Ray say, they are just so brilliant. And obviously they're Northern actors as well. And Shobna's real son, Akshay Galati, is in the show too, as Billy, mm-hmm. which is beautiful to have them both in the show together. So I just think that, you know, when I make a show, I do it in the way that kind of appeals to, to my creativity. And I'm working with a director who I've done a lot with before called Brona Lagan. She's done things like Rags and Little Women at the Hope Mill and crews in the West End, which we're bringing back in August. And she's just someone I really trust. And, you know, everything from the song choices to the sound design, to the way the set looks, to the way the the show moves, it's all to do with her vision and our vision as a creative team. So, you know, it's a brilliant play to start with. And it's a timeless play, in my opinion. And what these actors bring to the roles are, in my opinion, really special. Um, it's, It's a really wonderful production. I'm really proud to be doing it. So for those of people that don't know about Little Voice, um, that perhaps if you haven't even come across the film, perhaps sum it up for us. What is Little Voice all about? So it's a story about um, a girl called LV who lives in, you know, it's set in the north, actually Lancashire, with her mother, Mary Hoff. And, you know, they're a working class family and uh, the mother's always trying to, you know, to reach for the stars. But unfortunately, it's not worked out that way for her. And when she sort of, kind of finds a, a new love interest in Ray Say, um, he overhears LV singing in her bedroom and finding out that she's the most incredible singer, but not just that, she's an impersonator. So she is in love with everyone from Judy Garland to Shirley Bassey to Cilla Black to Marilyn Monroe. And she's listening to all these records and she can impersonate all their voices. And he's he smells money. He thinks, wow, I can exploit this girl and I can make her a star and I'm going to be an agent and I'm going to introduce her. And obviously... She is a brilliant performer, but she doesn't perform on tap for an audience. That's not what she's made to do. So it's kind of about how he manipulates her to do what he wants, but also the downfall of that mother and daughter relationship. But really, rather than just seeing that sort of grotesque side to the mother, you really see that vulnerability and just how damaged she is and that relationship with her. And ultimately how LV rises above it at the end, how she overcomes her inhibitions and sort of comes back at her mother and sort of at that very end gets her gets to say that she never sort of the words she never had got to say to her so it's a real it's a life-affirming moving very funny real northern wit gritty and super talent i mean you get a 10-minute cabaret of christina bianco singing everything from edith piaf to judy garland to Liza <laughs> Minnelli. that's worth the ticket price alone but that ultimately is... it's a timeless olivier award-winning play a movie that starred jane horrocks the wonderful jane horrocks who the role was written for and now you've got this girl of a thousand voices who's American, who's worked on her Northern accent for many years, bringing this uh, back in this 2022 revival. 
So where can we find this then and when can we find this? We're still at the Lowry till Saturday. So those of you that are up north, get down to the Lowry because uh, it's on home, home turf. We, we actually finished quite soon, but you can find us next week at Blackpool Grand. The week after we're in Colchester. Then we're in Richmond in London. Then we're in York. And then we close in July at the Everyman Theatre in Cheltenham. But we have a oh, website, nice. Little Voice um, UK Tour, which you can find all of these details on. Well, there we go, everybody. Absolutely sensational. Mm. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, then. So let's uh, quickly check out what's coming uh, at the end of June. Coming soon. Chatterbox Radio. Part of the Your Manchester Media Family. Broadcasting live every day. It's where the city comes to talk. That's right, everybody. Our brand new radio station is launching towards the end of June, and we are literally very, very excited for it, aren't we? Are you excited? We are, we are. I'm excited. We're going to be live on the radio. Live on the radio. Chatterbox Radio, where the city comes to talk. It's going to be exciting. We're going to be bringing you non-stop 70s, 80s, and 90s music uh, for 24 hours, interjected with some wonderful hosts. If you do want to get involved, all you need to do, if you want to uh, perhaps sponsor a show or advertise with us, uh, all you need to do is do a, a little email to us, contact us at yourmcr.com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Likewise, if you've got anything going on around the northwest region, everybody, that you want to tell us about, same again, contact us at yourmcr.com. It's exciting. Do you know what's even more exciting? It's a bit of mojo. Mm. <laughs> And so on this week's Minute of Mojo, I don't have any massive tips other than to get your shots of vitamin D because it's the sunshine chemical and it is so good for your mojo. How do you do it? Set yourself a goal. Believe it's possible. Take some action and achieve it. I'll be back next time with another Minute of Mojo from Manchester. In the meantime, you connect with me on my Instagram page, joebritton.mojo. Hello, Michael here with everything you need to know that's happening in our city in the next week. First, the Parklife Festival, which kicks off in Heaton Park on Saturday. Joining the lineup are the likes of Lewis Capaldi and 50 Cent. So this year's event is not one to be missed. Don't forget, public transport is expected to be a lot busier each day, so plan your journeys carefully. Moving on, and whilst the Queen's celebrations are over, the Imperial War Museum North on Salford Quays is still celebrating her Platinum Jubilee until the end of the month. Their new exhibition delves into their archives to unveil material relating to the Queen's wartime efforts. Entry to the museum is free, so why not make a day of it and check out everything else Media City has to offer. And don't forget, if you think there's anything I should be covering, give us a shout over on our Twitter. It's at YourMCR. Whatever you're doing, have a great week. Wuthering Heights, Moby Dick.
Brand and Belinda, they're all classics. And here to tell us about some classics is Gareth Namey. Hello, welcome to the show. Hey. Hello. Guys, you're here to talk to us about your show, Classics, uh, which is happening at the moment at, well, it's going to be happening at Hope Mill Theatre and then it's going to the Edinburgh Fringe. But what exactly is Classics? Um, well, Classics started out as a um, 15 minute piece at a very, um, well, a Manchester institution, institution called JB Shorts. So an evening of short plays. So they did Wuthering Heights at Hurricane Speed. So Wuthering Heights in 15 minutes. Um, and then they did War and Peace in 15 minutes. And then the writers were like, right, maybe we can do a whole evening of classic novels. So in one hour, we get through as many classic novels as we possibly can, and we take the audience on that journey. So if, you love, if, you're, if you're a lover of the classics, brilliant. If you've never read any of them, hopefully you'll know a little bit about them by the end. Do you feel by doing something it's so fast so that you're missing out on any of the important parts of the, the stories that you're delivering? That's where some of the humour comes from. Like, can you, how, you know, at what, what, can you get to the crux of it in 30 seconds? Can you get to the crux of it in one line? Well, we're going to try. Some of them, they're, they're not all the same length. Some of them are, you know, are they songs, visual? Um, it's, a, it's a real mix. It's a real mix. I'm, I'm imagining something of going like, waiting for Godot, he didn't come, the end. <laughs> What's your involvement in this, you two? So we're both members of the cast. So um, obviously because we're doing so many classics, we all multi-roles. So we're each playing different uh, characters throughout all of these classic novels. Um, I haven't actually counted how many we're doing, but I think it's probably you know, about 15 each, Aim, Does that sound about right to you? 15 each. So yeah, we, we go through them at rapid speed. Um, and yeah, so we're kind of, you know, we're part of the creative process. It's a really creative room and, you know, there's lots of ideas flying around. Lots of very bad ideas coming from me. And where is this going to be seen at then? This is, is going to be Mill? at Hope Mill Theatre uh, in Ancoats, um next Tuesday to Saturday. I think we've got seven or eight shows actually in that time, so a lot. And then we're very lucky to be going to the Fringe in August, Edinburgh Fringe, and we're at an incredible venue, The Pleasants for the whole month of August. Fantastic. Now, before you go, can you give us a book in the space of a minute? Harry Potter, all of them. He's he's a b- boy, doesn't know he's a wizard. Then he becomes a wizard. He's, there are people who aren't wizards called muggles. Uh, then he goes to wizard school. He spends seven years, he murders someone in the first year and it's never addressed. Uh, he then goes on to deal with this psychological trauma throughout the rest of the six books. He loses loads of people in his life. There's a very evil wizard called Vol- Voldemort. Voldemort then goes on to try and also murder all the other wizards who like the muggle people. And then Harry Potter, it's his destiny to try and fight Voldemort. Does he kill him? You read it and find out. Okay. Welcome to the story of Oliver Twist. There's a young boy named Oliver Twist who his wicked half-brother, called Mr Monks, um, um, when his mother passes away, he gives him to an orphanage because he wants to keep the family inheritance for himself. You wouldn't know that unless you'd read the books. It's not in the musical. He then has a very hard life, um, wanting some porridge, not getting any porridge, going to live with some street kids, um, not doing very well at stealing wallets, getting caught by the police, meeting the right man, looking enough like a picture that people recognise him. He's reunited with his family. A lovely one called Nancy dies at the hand of a man called Bill Sykes with a scary dog. Um, um, everyone goes to prison. Oliver gets his money back and lives happily ever after. That, I didn't even know he had a brother. I didn't, I didn't know he had a brother. I know! I didn't even know he had a brother. Do you know what that tells me? That everything's right if you meet the right man. Well, exactly. And also, do you know what you've both explained there? That we need to see this show because there's things in literature. I started the interview saying, well, does it miss things out? Actually, quite the opposite, clearly. It We're learning more. in there. <laughs> Fantastic. Amy and Gareth, thank you so much thank for your you time me. today. Thank you. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Talk Talk's Future Fiber, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband. 
proving that some things are better faster. Future Fibre is now available right here in Manchester. So to find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. 